0: Obviously, I
1: mean, these, these, these fake guys, they're trying to produce the new generations of gamers. by selling condoms that don't work? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Non-Fungible Twins. I'm Lucas. And I'm Mark. And we're gaming entrepreneurs as well as the hosts of this podcast, We've always been super curious how things work, and that definitely got us into trouble when we were kids. So the goal of this podcast is to shoot the shit about cool new business ideas or just things that we found super interesting. And we want to do this with friends or with people we met along the way on our entrepreneurial journey. We hope you learn as much from this part as we do and find it entertaining. So So join join us us on our journey from zero zero to blue chip heroes. All right, Mark, are you ready to start this pod? Let's fucking go, bro. Let's go, Lucas. What do you got for awesome, us today? Awesome. I am, I am pumped. I'm super pumped. All right, today we're going to talk a little bit about eSports. Uh, that's Ooh, for me my topics. Uh, how right. about you? Can you tease a little bit? Well, are you right, able right. to tease? All right, so or a little teaser. We'll figure it oh, out. F- of course, i give <laughs> you the entire tease. <laughs> all right, so a little tease. I saw this when I was in Milan. Uh, the industry, or in general, this exists already for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And high profit margins. Mm. That's all I'm going to say now. You can guess ah, later. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I will all guess right. later. All right. Sweet. Um, so my topics are Faceit, mm-hmm. Savvy Gaming, as well as Valorant Premiere, because it's very relevant right now. Uh, should I start with um, Faceit?
0: Right. What do you know Face about it. Faceit, by the Face way? It. If Face not,
1: it. let me give you an intro. Sounds good. All right. I know a little bit of Faceit. face it. I mean, we work in the gaming space, right? So I know a little bit about it. Um, I know this is basically helped for, it con- started with Counter-Strike, I believe. It's like eSports leagues. They at some point have also had tournaments that they organized and that they offered high- Good. Uh, well, high tier servers with anti-cheat and all this kind of stuff. So it's a high level. Exactly. All right. Let me let me just summarize it a little bit better for our audience. So basically what Face It is is, is premium league and tournament organizers um, where their their clients or their users can win also like cash prizes or in-game like assets, for example, skins and et cetera, et cetera. And they started in 2012 and they sold last year. All right. Um, so Mark, how many users do you think they had or have right now? Monthly mm. active users. Okay, okay. I was going to ask. Um, seven ten uh, seven to ten. Ten million. That's a good guess. That's a go- good pro guess. But it's actually 22 million uh, users. And nice. um, last year, they sold for half a billion. Actually, they were bundled with ESL nice. and sold for 1.5 billion. I mean, that's a huge acquisition. Um, but that actually started me with a rabbit hole with the next company we're going to mm-hmm. ask you as well but let's stick a little bit with uh face it so um, let's just quickly do i know i know we don't do public math but we let's estimate they have an ebitda of 13 to 20 for valuation so they made roughly yeah. 38 multiple till okay. 25 million a year yeah multiple sorry a multiple of 13 to 20 um, of but wow. it's crazy let's say for me super super mind blown yeah all right so now my rabbit hole was... I was like, who buys a company for $1.5 billion? And I was like, have you ever heard about Savvy Gaming, Mark? No. But who buys this kind of stuff? Chinese. Asians. Well, Asian country, ah, specifically China. Uh Good guess. But no, it's actually Saudi Arabia. So oh, Savvy Gaming... It's that. called Savvy Gaming Group. Um, started last year in 2020. And guess... The fund size that they're having. Uh, in Saudi Arabia? Yes. Ooh, 100 million. No. They're fun- well, if they buy the company for 500 million, 1.5 billion, that's, uh, that's not a thing. All right. Uh, Anyways. Google, so Google. basically, they have a One fund. Trillion. They have a One fund of... 1 trillion. Mm. <laughs> no it's actually 38 um, billion just to give the audience a little bit of a comparison bitcraft which is one of the biggest investors in gaming has 1.5 billion under management Um, as well as i think it's called galaxy galaxy ventures they have i think 350 million under uh, uh, assets under management so it's crazy so basically background story um last year they decided because they were like hey we want to push esports more into mainstream um in the country so the king was basically saying hey we need this and yeah that's why they have like i think 19 million just let me let me double check 19 billion just to acquire um game producers so like big publishers and 13 to buy like smaller ones so i think that's really really crazy because for example sequoia has only 13.6 billion under management, which is a lot. Let me st- finish with Valorant Premiere, because that's actually tying in all of it. Because um, during my research, I was like, all right, Valorant Premiere actually launched just yesterday, so on the 29th of April. Yep. So we're recording on the 30th right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, like, so if Face It sold for that much, what Valorant Premium did was super, super smart. So they basically, so for those who don't know, Valorant Premiere, is their own league, as well as tournaments. So imagine um, you are in silver, gold, plat, whatever, you have your own um, league, and at the end of the chapter, so end of the season, you have uh, playoffs of tournaments, which is super, super smart, because basically what um, Faceit did, or is doing, uh, just they do it completely internally. Um, And yeah, Mark, what are your thoughts on that? What what do you think that's gonna impact the other players in the industry? I think it's pretty smart. I mean, Riot Games is very infamous in the esports or in general in the gaming space for doing everything in-house. They are organizing their own league. Well, in general, they have their own leagues. They are in control of their own tourna- tournaments. Um, they have their... St- I think they own their own streaming companies as well. So not surprised that they're doing this now for Valorant. I mean, they used to have it for League of Legends as well. So uh, smart, really smart, because this way... I think uh, I would compare that more to the system in the U.S. versus Europe in terms of sports leagues. So uh, in the U.S. you have this, you buy a sports team and then you kind of lobby and whatever, you're already in the league and sucks to suck if your team sucks or not. And you get obviously all the revenue or share of the revenue. And in Europe is that you can actually get delegated or promoted. So you can start a sports team, I don't know, in the 700th league say, the, the 13th re- league, like a regional league, and then you can get promoted year yeah. after year, and after 13 years, you could be in the first league. So I think that's super smart because then exactly. you have a better influx of high talent, you always have the best, and you don't have this, hey, I own this, and I'm going to get lazy, et cetera. It makes it much more interesting for smaller, uh, small players, I believe. It's cool. I like it. I completely agree with that. Also, what they also mentioned um, when they launched it, is basically because right now, if you want to uh, participate in the Valorant, um, in the VCT, um, you have to basically do qualifiers. And in the future, they will remove that. And in everybody what? needs to qualify in house. So it's called VCT's Valorant mm-hmm. Champion Tournament. no, a tour, okay. a Valorant Champion Tour, okay. Champions Tour, which is basically the International League. And you need to do qualifiers. And um now nowadays or in the future, you won't have to do any qualifies anymore. The oh, only yeah. thing that you have to do is just like play the league, so that enables people like globally so they don't have they're not like restricted by their location um so it's just like enabling more and more people to become pros, which I think I really really like um, and it's also easier to discover talent instead so, of right now before you have to go like face it, check out there and everything. So I think that's a really, really smart move. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that was my rant for the day for gaming. And now, Mark. Wait, 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 before I I go, I have more questions. So do you know if there's any limitations yet in terms of, uh, um, well, location? I mean, you said it's work globally, but um, I mean, there's tendencies that uh, in specific countries, the players are better. For example, League of Legends, Korea is infamous or China. have like super servers where they're really, really good. And so that they don't have only players from these regions. Is there something in place or? So right now there's nothing in place because it's very, very early, right? They just launched. Okay. So also, they, we don't have any data. So for all the podcast listeners, uh, we'll keep you updated. <laughs> right. sweet. Um, but yeah, that's a very good point. But it's more about restricting um, that people don't have to, like, due to qualifiers, have to go fly out somewhere. that can do it from home. Um, oh, okay. I think that's like, it goes more into that direction. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, very interesting point but I think you can't change that you have like global powerhouses like South Korea and like um, in League of Legends so I think that's yeah. just because the density or the competitiveness is higher there all right makes sense makes sense all right all right okay it's time for me all right so what are you thinking it's an, an industry or it's a product that's been around for hundreds if not thousands of years actually thousands of years all right what are we guessing I saw this uh, in the streets of Milan my guess prostitution i don't know no. why but thousands of years that's probably the oldest the oldest business that exists i would just say all it's right right, right right before we go in that rabbit hole no 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 no. all right it might be related but it's not it's a product it's a product it's not a service oh a dildo a dildo i'm talking about no, dildo co- industry. close 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 no, no no we're talking about condoms here so what i saw oh. in milan thousands was of years? Yeah, yeah, yeah they have been around for five more than five thousand oh. years but back then they used uh, intestines they used uh, ah. actually, I think sheep or goat goat intestines yeah so super interesting on that perspective so question do you know how big the market is oof um, globally or just globally maybe? globally for condoms yeah just condoms it's I mean, we don't do public math, but my guess is like 3 billion. All right. No, no, no. no, I really have no idea. Nice one, nice one. No, no, no. It's 11.2 billion in 2021. And now this is the interesting things. So this industry has been around for a long, long time. So what are you thinking? Like the market probably is not growing that much or is it declining? What are you thinking? What is your estimate? What are you thinking? So my guess is um, more and more uh, like sexual education is happening across the globe. Mm -hmm. So my guess is it probably grows like at least 5%, 7% year over year, which is a lot by that size. Actually, yeah. How much is it growing? That's a good good one. All right. So the the compound annual growth rate is 8.52. So that means we're currently at 11.2 billion in 2021. So like two years ago at this point. Yeah. But it's supposed to reach by 20, 30, $21.3 billion of market size. So that is Ooh. insane, first of all. So just a little bit, just a little bit breaking it down for a lit. Why is it growing? So what are the growth factors you already mentioned is there is more sexual education in terms of the, um, there's massive growing markets, obviously, in countries such as China, or, uh, Africa, etc. cetera, um, the are more convenient yeah. packaging are created by product well, companies and the dating behavior changed this is more yeah. dating behavior is, is more in terms of Europe North America South America and then you have social mm-hmm. media has an impact and then the big ones is policies China India they have policies in place which obviously makes it more and more interesting for have uh, well to not have kids and thereby that has become bigger and bigger so in 2021, the biggest market is well Asia Pacific, because obviously highest population density and cultural things and policies. So just another yep. background. So the big players are like Trojan. That's like the brand, but the company is Church and White. Oh, isn't that Magnum? Isn't that Magnum? Yeah, 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 the <laughs> the Trojan not man that you know. I know it. I mean, I heard rumors about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but, you, you know. heard about it. You heard about <laughs> it. And then, actually, the lar- second largest one is Fuji, like Fuji Latex, which is a Japanese company that they also create uh, condoms, and they're mostly very popular mm-hmm. in in Asia. All right. So then, distribution right. channels. So how does it actually? I was looking into it. Like, how does it actually down break down? So you have mass merchandising, you have drugstores, and e-commerce. Okay. These are the three things. That all right, are, let me guess. Let me guess. So, yeah. what was it? Uh, Drugstores. stores. Um, yeah. So, like pharmacies. So, I'm guessing yeah. like CBC. Um, then, like, okay, gas stations. And the other one was, well, it's like e commerce and mass merchandisers. It's just like these are the three things. Oh, I okay, yeah. But, all right. This is another thing I found there. I don't know, man. Have you ever heard of a FEMA condom? What? <laughs> Female condom, bro. So this is a female condom. So they the uh, look a little bit bigger, bro. And, and I don't know. I have. I'll wait. Open. Open the. That's awesome. Open the. Open the Google Docs. One second. I'll I'll copy it All in right. there so you can see it. Please. All right, right here. sec. There you go. All right. Oh no, wrong here. So this is what it looks like. Oh my god! Is, are people buying this? Is that so, actually so? Apparently, like it's, what, it's, what are the numbers? So, so, it actually, is growing. It's big growing in double Japan? digits year over year. No, in like in all countries, yeah, it's, it's like becoming more like like and more thousands. popular. I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I didn't find the numbers in terms of what's the uh, the actual metrics, but it seems to be growing rapidly, becoming more and more popular. Also, uh, condoms in general are becoming more and more popular. Before, well. Because of the reasons I mentioned above all right so now we yeah. come into the business side the interesting stuff all right how much do you think it costs to produce a condom a single condom then also this is related um, what do you think is a profit margin of a single condom all right all right so selling I, don't know, I think like a six or twelve pack S- sells like for eight euros at least here in Barcelona in Spain so my guess, production cost is like 10, 10 cents. All right. If all you right. do public math, it would be like 80 cents, something like this. 12 pack, eight. it was eight or nine, something like this. So yeah, I, I would say like 10 cents. 10 right. cents or 15 cents, produ- 15 cents per production cost. How wrong right. am I? It's pretty wrong. So actually, based on my research, cost costs to produce a single condom cost two to three cents. And they retail for roughly a dollar per condom so they resell for 88 cents to a dollar 45 depends on uh if you go the premium one i don't know ultra thin ribbed whatever you want yeah. uh flavor you know they have it all nowadays mm-hmm. so the question there <laughs> flavor is flavors. i was like all right so that's brings you to a profit margin of almost 50 x is that fucking insane this is a that product is crazy. but this wait, is wait, a product that's people selling in it the- in the two percent production cost, does it include shipping? No, it doesn't include or shipping. Just production. So it's it's just like a... production cost. All so right. let's hmm. say let's say you have another shipping, etc. On top. I mean these are very very small, etc. But then I was thinking, okay, business model wise. So wholesale. How much does it cost to buy condoms, right? I was like, if it costs the yeah. company produce two to three threads, three cents. I did a little bit of research. I had to log in and create an account for one thing. I could find Durex specifically one that was like super thin, fifty-two cents per condom. Okay, a twelve pack. Wow. Okay. It's a twelve pack. It's a twelve pack, and then per condom it costs fifty-two cents. So obviously, the bigger the pack yeah. you caught, the buy, the more expensive, the cheaper they will get. Yeah. I could resell that based on what I found on Amazon for 140, 1.45 per condom. So that's a, almost a three X. Wow. Let's say let's say you have <laughs> some f- shipping, etc. That's a 2X. For everybody, That's, everybody out there listening here, condom is the way to do resales. Just do right. Amazon, just reselling wait, wait, condoms. Wait, wait, wait for guys. this one, bro. Wait, this. wait for this one. So what I saw in Milan were condom dispensers. So like, you know, these not ah, a condom dispensers. The Dan ones Spencer. in the old bars? No, no, bro. Exactly. Like, that I was thinking too. Is like the old ones that you see and they were fucking sketchy, right? They look sketchy. Come on. With the freaking uh, like yeah. dick ring or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you know what I mean, the single ones. But you know why were they why were they sketchy, nice. bro? Because you could get a like a single one drops out. You didn't see, you can see through it. It just seems like somebody might have ripped it already. So it's like one of the things yeah. that kept it was like ah, it looks sketchy. So I found them. They had all of them had a glass window, so you could th- see through. It's a basic vending machine. Like, I don't know, yeah. how would you, like, pop a Coke or something? And then you just buy it buy mm-hmm. directly, and they had them in all the locations. So business idea. Here. Like, yeah. in everywhere across the city or more like yeah, in the bar Yeah, city, like, bar districts, anywhere. So you just fucking buy one. I mean, we live in Barcelona. And you put them down to the clubs and just place them there directly. Then drunk one, drunk people can buy it there. And you obviously, you don't want to sell them a fucking 12-pack. So now it comes in what changed uh, and why it's increasing also. Like companies such as Durex and all of them, they're creating like yeah. three packs or two packs. So you can buy them in two packs. They're yeah. like packed individually that within that extra pack. So it's super nice. And it's obviously more convenient for reselling. It makes it much more uh, convenient and available. So right. business idea. How, create... much, how much did they resell for? So then, then they, you can buy them, I think, also for 52, 53 cents. And then you resell them. I don't know, bro. You can have a markup. You can sell them for two or three bucks per condom. I mean, in fact, why not? You're after you're drunk. Let's go. Get them going. All right. Coming back to it, bro. So this uh, is something I went a little bit bit too far in the rabbit hole. All right. What do you think is a massive issue in the condom industry? I mean, besides sit there, rip? Or... (laughs) Well, oh, you mean production for the end consumer like like we said like we said before like you wouldn't buy them because putting it on issue. the wrong way putting it on the wrong okay. way all right, right. so I people guess, like... don't know that they have to do the tip and then just roll it down or they okay. roll it down the wrong way first and then reverse it and then it still fucks it up all right, all right tell me fair enough okay now the, do you buy a brand or off brand Band, a brand that you well, trust I don't know. some spanish brand all right so a, a brand. brand that I trust <laughs> okay all right all right so so i found this out i went a little bit into into the rabbit hole there There have been the one of the biggest problems in the condom industry are counterfeited condoms yep you heard that right what? counterfeited condoms yes and it's a That's massive problem. so <laughs> so dating mail Found in found out. I don't know, Wrote an article that in I don't know two years ago. I think 2021. 20, they found two million boxes yeah. of fake condoms uh, released to local markets in China. And the problem is about that that they are not protecting you from STDs, etc. There specifically was a, a case where oh, a shit. woman got a fungi infection even though used a condom, and because these are not 100. Um, percent I would say they, they let some some bacteria like and diseases through like exactly. In- yeah. exactly 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 yeah. so there was I'm assuming ins- they don't have that uh liquid liquid protection or whatever that's on, yeah on the, on, exactly on the they have all of this stuff yeah. and then another thing was just like hey maybe this is just a problem in china all right did a little bit yeah. more digging and guess what what i found even in barcelona in spain in 2020 two businessmen flooded the local market with more than fifteen thousand boxes of condoms <laughs> durex condoms bro right. What the heck, man! Yeah, it's a great find. You can't even you can't even trust your local condom sellers. I'm telling you, man. I was like, what the heck is this bullshit? And the funny thing is how they man, found I hope out not on Amazon. Yeah, I buy am really on hope. Amazon, guys. You heard it. And the funny thing about this was um, that they had misspellings so on them. Like they they I don't know they spent spelled condoms wrong. I think and. Uh, they didn't have the CE marking. I don't know if you know what it like is. Like the Drosian, not the Trojan, the Drosan. Yeah, Exactly, exactly like that. What? So do you, do you know what the CE marking is? I don't know if what you noticed it. The, the Electronics market? has it as it's well. Exciting. So it's like a certificate that brands have to use, the standard of European health regulations. It's like a CE. Supply. Ah, like similar to the TÜV? Like a, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Similar like that. So, All right. yeah, 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 okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So, insane. Anyways, so coming back to the opportunity then, I think yeah. people should have more of these fucking condom dispensers. But the trusty ones that you can trust, yeah. these are all branded one. Maybe reach out to a brand be like, hey, we're only gonna carry Durex, give us a good deal. We got the good locations, this is basically free ads yeah. for you as well. Get it going. I think it's not bad, right? What are you thinking? It's amazing. I think that, that's super. That's an amazing idea. I mean, to be honest, that's an amazing find. Like, I I have no idea how you found out about that, especially with the flooding. Man, that's that's super cool. <laughs> I know. Be safe out there, guys. Be safe out there, and ladies, of course. Buy on Amazon. <laughs> buy on. Buy on Amazon or try the female condom. I mean, man, Sounds anybody, weird, man. An one idea. of the listeners who ever tried man. it out. I mean, we probably only have male listeners. But for the one female listener out there, if you ever tried it, or guys, let me know. I, I really want to know. I have to after this. After this, I want to check it out on Amazon. Like how to buy it. That like super, super interesting. <laughs> Alright, bro, that's it. That's it for me, though, man. That's it for me. So I was a little bit sketched oh, out, that, that was. Line, but uh, I think that's a great part. I mean, I mean, I mean, we we went from esports gaming to condoms. If well, that's we, not the for, perfect, well, okay guys, they're trying to produce the new generations of gamers by selling condoms that don't work. So I think that's a full circle. We got this. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, Mark, I think that's the part. Right, bro. And yeah, catch you in the next that's one. That's the pod. Catch the next one. Peace. <laughs>